to repost that meme on uh, the Mag Park account where uh, right when the earthquakes happened or the first earthquake oh, happened, uh, and he's like in a texting uh, form that he's like, oh, there are no earthquakes in Toronto. I'm like, bruh, Hawaii <laughs> is from California. Exactly. Yeah. We are. Did y'all feel the earthquakes, by the way? I was yeah. actually on a, uh, I was on a flight. It was okay. funny. So I was on the flight. I mean, I got I got the Wi-Fi, so I'm checking, you know. Yeah. All the messages that's coming. Earthquake, earthquake. I'm like, yo, babe, they got an earthquake out there. Like, I might turn this pilot, turn this, turn this, t- tell this pilot, turn this shit around. You know what I mean? If how severe it is. And yeah. then we land, I get back to the crib, and then I hear news about Kawhi. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. shit. Oh, so that was the the second quake, because that was the most recent one that we had it was yeah. a 7.1. Yeah. Which wasn't centered around us. So we really I mean, right. it just felt like a like I was on a boat and, and riding the waves. Like. I feel like Vegas probably felt it more than we did. Yeah, they yeah, canceled the um, they canceled oh, yeah. the summer um summer league. Oh, yeah, games it was Zion's night. first game. Yeah, because uh, and he was playing uh, RJ. Yeah, I didn't oh, feel yeah. it either. Quick man, I was driving during the first one and I was running during the second one, and like my whole staff, like I went for a run around Mag Park, it got dark and my whole staff like blowing up my phone like <laughs> find Mickey, <laughs> like, <laughs> get Lisa in them, get Lisa in them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, no, nah, I didn't feel nothing. I guess, you know, hey, I don't know what you should, man. But but back to Kawhi um, being in L.A., uh, it, it, I think it's there's going to be some more. L.A.'s been garbage for six years, right? At like, Whoa. Uh, Lakers. You yeah, made when the you playoffs. say LA, you mean I mean, Clippers yeah. had a good run last year. Yeah, oh, the okay, last okay. couple of years, actually. Okay, but I'm, okay, let, let, I'm, I'm thinking about the Lakers when I say L.A. The I Lakers. You. Okay. Because my, my fondest memory of having a good time in the club while the Lakers were winning was the playoffs when they had uh, Kobe and and they Gasol they just picked up Gasol mm, so around that ten yeah. Yeah. yeah so we would be out in the clubs and it was fun because every time the Lakers would win you'd go out and the clubs would be popping because everyone wants to celebrate and spend money yeah there'd be a lot of hot girls because there was like you know you had your handful of industry nights and the hot girls would definitely go to the industry nights so you see. Girls that you hooked up with, you probably don't want to see again. And yeah. then you saw girls that you've been trying to hook up with. And, you know, you just, uh, you just, it, it, whatever happens in the night happens. But, um, <laughs> you sound like you got some stories to tell there. Well, but. well, no, no. I, I mean, LA is a whole different animal. Like hooking up with a girl, trying to hook up with a girl in a different city is a lot easier than in LA. Of course. Especially in, in Canada. People got, guys, DJs, and, and friends want to come to LA. Because they got the hot girls, but I'm like, bro, like you got your chances are slim to none yeah. unless you got money. Exactly. I mean, the same girl pulling up and like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to like corner a girl and her, what, what she drives. But let's just say the hoopty uh, is also the same <laughs> one that says she only drinks 1942 inside the club. Hey man, listen, so we can't we can't judge her by the car she drives if she got expensive taste in alcohol. Hey, look, hey. everybody working uh, their way up, exactly. Yeah. You, know you know what I mean? Saying? Hey, that's fine. Sometimes. An athlete helps. Someone yeah. could drive a Lambo says, I like Tito's. <laughs> True. How many times have you seen that shit? It's, it's, yeah. I've seen it. So yeah. so have you guys... Well, okay, so it makes me think. Have you have you guys ever DJed, gone to a club to DJ, and you see a girl that you've hooked up with and she's trying to get into the DJ booth because that's where she will have a seat. She'll have free alcohol. Like, So have, have you guys ex- ever had that experience and what's the proper etiquette behind that? Because you probably, you know, maybe you hooked up and you don't want to see her again. Or yeah. you guys are drunk and you're a little ashamed of what you did or how you how you handled it. So, you know, maybe you just don't want to associate yourself. Or maybe you kind of like her and you don't want to 
you know, hang out too much with her in this atmosphere. You'd rather take her to dinner. I mean, in the DJ booth, it's like it's your sacred space, right? So like, yeah. Depending on how they they handle themselves and manage themselves, like they also represent you. So right, right. you know, you're at your job. Yeah. And you know, and yeah, they want you to have a good time, and you know. A girl probably looks a lot better than some of my homies standing there. That's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. So we all know, kind of know our space. I, I mean, if a girl pulls up that I that I've hooked up with, like, I don't know. I think it just depends on on the history there, and uh, if there's interest, and you know, maybe you try to work that out and see if there's space for her, as long as she uh, behaves. Yeah, I know? think it, I think it depends on the girl. I've been in scenarios where. All right, okay, I'm DJing and I hooked up with a girl and she shows and the girl is cool. She, you know, she she knows her role. Let me say that. And, you know, she's just in the background. She just, like you said, she just want to find a comfortable place to post up, enjoy the set, maybe have a drink or two, which is fine. That's cool. You can stay there. You're not in the way. But then I had the girls that were in the way. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, man. You bumping, <laughs> you bumping my, my elbow, elbow man. man. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's just like, yo. And then those are the ones you got to explain. Listen. I got to work. You know, you can't really be in the booth with me. You got to do that whole sad story and pretend like you care. You really don't care. I'm just trying to tell you get the fuck up out the booth so I can yeah. do my job. So, yeah. you know, I, mean, I I think it just depends on the girl, who the girl is. And like Mickey was saying, what your relationship is with that girl. Well, and it depends on the size of the booth. That's Honestly, true. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. key. You know, shout out to all the, all the nightclubs that even have a mini section in the booth. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you're able to cater and be hospitable to your guests because sometimes you ain't even got room for that yeah and you got to kind of tell your friends like yo go set up shop by the bar i don't know (laughs) you know what i mean or or you might know somebody a vip that they can go chill at but Mm -hmm. even that's sometimes uncomfortable so i think you you invite uh you know people over depending on on the situation because it's funny i was just thinking about it um the last couple gigs ago i did a prohibition on riverside right Mm. shout out to jason and we uh we had a great time, and throughout the night, that booth is not very big. There's a ledge for some drinks, uh, but the booth is dope, compact, you know I mean? great, great equipment. You know, ideal situation. Um, and he's working the lights right next to you, and you know, a girl come up, and you're like, "All right, cool, pretty girl." Like you're, I'm single, so just to keep the air clear, <laughs> I, I, I putting myself on blast. But you know, a you know, girl, pretty girl sitting up, and then you're you're kind of talking, and you're doing that cutesy like, ha ha ha, like glad you're having a good time and like i'm like doing my thing i'm like talking to jason and all of, all of a sudden like i look away because um uh shout out to my boys mason and uh josh and jonathan they, they got a table mm-hmm. right next to me and i'm like looking at them and then all i hear is like a backspin and i was like <laughs> i looked at jason like bro like are you having that good of a time because i'm having fun but like <laughs> like you touching records you feeling it <laughs> like damn let me like, just take this to back. another level what, what you think back. i was going to transition <laughs> and and i looked at him and i looked back i'm like did you touch did you touch the cdj just now yeah. and we both looked and like nah bro like i would never do that and i was like oh this girl gotta go yeah so you know there's there's mannerisms man I was I was on tour with LMFAO and we were in one city and I had I had met this girl this was like 2012. I had met this girl kind of on Twitter and um we became cool and she knew I was coming out to her city cuz mm-hmm. she was cool with some of the party rock guys. So we became cool and uh, I said, you know, we got to see I said, you know, why don't you come why don't you come uh like let's go have dinner. So you know, I, I got, I'm making party. I'm making LMFAO money. I got a little yeah. bit of money to throw around. The hotel we stayed at, what well, was really nice, but there was nothing really around it to go eat. 
but there was a Nobu attached to it. It's like, mm. eh, fuck it. Like, I'm like, like we didn't spend any money on that tour because yeah, so you, everything you, you was dropped. catered. Breakfast, lunch, dinner was catered, and we got per diem. Oh, you see, you so, dropping money on Shorty. Balling. So, well, well, you know what? If you're going to a Nobu, you know, so I'm like, you know, I don't spend money like, no, fuck it. Let's have a good time. Just, I, just, didn't, I never been to Nobu. Bro, I didn't know what I was getting into. I understand the message that you're sending. Continue. You were like, hey, <laughs> yeah. don't, if it says MP, keep scrolling. <laughs> I don't follow what's no, going on. I'm, say, I'm saying you're taking a chick to Nobu. You understand the message right. you're sending to the chick. Right. And, 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 yeah. and let me uh, make it clear that I didn't know much about Nobu and, and what like. No, you know what? I remember. I knew what I was getting myself into. Okay. okay. Because, because I know I'm going in because I'm in, going into the city and I'm going to leave. So we're going to have a good time. I'm, I'm not saying I'm going to give her the time the of her life, but. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna set it up right, so the you know bill easily was over a hundred because you know no booze ridiculous. Of that's actually pretty cheap. That's cheap for them. right. But two people, right. oh, but you don't drink. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. yeah. Wait, do you right. know what MP means? No. What? Is it? Okay. <laughs> that's why he didn't follow <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll explain. M- MP is market price. Oh, right, right, right. So that means it'll fluctuate yeah, depending on the on. season. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Hence, right, right. Anything that says MP, I thought it was like Keep a code. For, no, I thought it was a code for girls or something like. Oh no, that's what I was saying. That a new one? If you're taking her there, you know what you, you know what the message you're sending to a chick. Right. I'm gonna start taking her to nicer saying, places, right. Joe. Okay, okay, so, <laughs> so, uh, so we we have the dinner, and and I know you know it's gonna be a good dinner, and then you know I'm, I eventually wanna we're gonna hook up. So we hooked up, and then I'm thinking, cool, off to the next city, which was a couple hours away. <laughs> right. Right. So then she's telling, she hits me up. I'm thinking we're done. It was, we had a great time, but I'm moving on. So, so we head, so we head out to the next city. two hours away. And I'm thinking that's, that's it. It's a wrap with her. Yeah. Go to the next show. She hits up one of my friends in the crew. And I guess she wanted to come out to the show, but she didn't want to ask me for a ticket. Right. So my friend said, yo, I got her a ticket. She's going to be at the show. And I'm like, what the <sighs> fuck? I don't know if he knew I hooked up with her or not, but. I mean, was he trying, trying to, to love her, you? But. But but here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. If I had a hotel that night, perfect. That would have been great. But after the that show, we had the after party, and then we would go to the. We'd get back on the bus and go. Mm. So if I really wanted to, I probably could have hooked up with her on the bus because that I I've never done that, but that's happened <laughs> within the crew. Okay, some of the guys in the crew aren't strangers to that. Yeah, of course. So, um, I mean, but I wasn't get it thinking in when that. You fit in, brother. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm thinking there's no time because after the show we're out. So then she comes out to the booth. She comes out to the show and she's in the booth, and I'm like, "Fuck, man! Like I kind of don't want to talk to her because I'm like I've moved past it. Like, <laughs> but I'm not gonna be an asshole. So I was like cordial and I was nicer. But I think she felt like I'm not trying to hang out with you like mm-hmm. that. Even at the show, she wanted to meet up before, and and I was like, "Yeah, it's crazy you're here. Damn." She felt the vibe. So you made it out. So you Genuine made the drive. Surprise. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah, so happy no, to see you. yeah. So. <laughs> No, nah, I can't bring you back. But after the show, let's let's we're gonna be at this club. Come for the after party. So and you invited her to the after party. I mean, you felt I don't. I don't remember if I invited her or not. But she knew what was going on, and and I wasn't like I wasn't an asshole enough to make her just stand in the crowd. You know what I mean? So so she came. She was naturally just made her way to the booth. From what I remember, maybe I did. I don't remember, but she was in the booth with us. Was she annoying nice though? Guy. Like, or was she kind of like? No, she wasn't saying, annoying at all. Uh, I just wasn't trying to like, for lack of better words, babysit and like feel like I, I have to give you attention when I'm just like trying to, you know. And I'm not even trying to holler at girls at that party because I know we're not doing anything that night. We're going yeah. on to the next city. But end of the day, she was there, and I just put on my best face. And, Meh. Yeah. 
I mean, lesson learned. Once you've gotten intimate with a girl, I, th- I think you're a nice. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm a nice guy. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I'd feel bad if if I had told them to kick rocks. Yeah, no, see, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to dog her. Right. Like that. Plus, there's always is it considered dogging her though? Because you didn't initially invite her. Right. So why would you shouldn't have felt obligated to quote unquote babysit her? You right. wasn't the one that invited her, so it was kind of like, yo, right. I didn't invite and, you. And, here. and I, I'm sure I'd, I'd have that yeah. argument in my back pocket if I really <laughs> if, wanted to. If use she it. came at you sideways, but but I, I, you know what? I, I knew I was going to get a booking back in that city, or I had a had a feeling I was going to create that opportunity. Oh, so you had to play nice. So I think <laughs> I was playing nice because I wanted to see her again. Ah, uh, you know what I'm saying? So I, I'm pretty sure that okay. was so you were trying to premeditate well. something. Yeah, got you. Got you, know, you. Just to 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 switch gears a little bit, but same topic. Have you ever hooked up with a girl and then threw her your homie's way? Um, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially, like, let me tell you something, man. Like, I ain't, ain't trying no to throw my partner off the nothing. bus, but when you're on tour, <laughs> right. it, it gets serious. With like, you 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 have to you have to claim what you're going after, and you have to make it let it be known. Hey, yo, th- I'm going after this girl because. There's only so many hot girls you're going to get in one spot, in one mm-hmm. situation when you travel. And then you're going to probably keep in touch with them because you're going to set it up for the next time you're back in that city. So so whatever you do, you do it. And if you're over it, like like I had a homie ask me, like, yo, are, like, is it cool if I talk to her? I'm like, yeah, go for it. I don't care. And, and there was no feelings behind it. Of course, because that conversation is there. Yeah. But the only problem is she was, like, more interested in being in a relationship. After that, I'm like, I'm not going to be in a relationship with you. You just got with the homie. Like, <laughs> you just hooked up with the homie. Yeah, like, that, like, maybe later on in life when I'm mature enough and I can get over it. But, <laughs> but, right. but, but you Not know, 24 hours later. Yeah. No. Yeah, no? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, see, I said, I don't know how what kind of man I'm going to be in a few years, you know? So, I don't, maybe I'm bigger than, if she's worth it, if she's worth it. Question: If 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 Holly Berry, okay, if Holly Berry, yeah, has a lot of miles on her, if she's okay, let me be nice. Wow. If Holly Berry's hooked up with a lot of dudes in the industry, okay, but end of the day, that's motherfucking Holly Berry, and she wants to date you and marry you. Mm-hmm. Do you do you do that if you feel the same way back, or do you say no? You've been through a lot of guys I know. You 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 say no. You've hooked up with a lot of guys I know, and it would just feel weird if I'm ever in these social gatherings with these dudes, which is what I normally am. Okay, so I understand w- what you're saying. I don't think it has to do with the mileage because I don't think that's, like, an opening question ever. Yeah. Like, on someone that, like, I'm trying to be with, yeah. right? Like, in a serious relationship. I think it has more to do with the, um, th- who she hooked up with. Like, gotcha. if it's someone I know and it's someone who I'm close with, someone who I'm going to see, even on, like, kind of a quarterly basis you know like that's enough of a reminder to me like where i think i remember somebody asking this question kind of and the the thought is to me there's so many different women in the world bro Mm. like so many sure like why go after the same girl that your homie i mean i don't know i because i guess i guess it depends if if the homie was in a relationship with, her, with Shorty, then I'm like, nah, like that. I feel like that'll sure. be more awkward yeah. than if they just hooked up a couple of times. And I'm like, but if you're saying she just hooked up a couple of times and she's quote unquote Mrs. Right, I don't give a fuck about that. Okay, that's your past. What they got to do with me? I'm yeah. sure I smashed a gang of girls, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want you to judge me for that. We're going to talk after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing. 
Hey, that's how I mean, that's just how I look but th- at this it. is what it is in the industry. And this is what I learned through high school. We've all been through high school. This is what I learned playing baseball in college. You have a small group of people that you connect with. Mm-hmm. OK, and there's interest. A girl's going to have an interest in you. Whatever happens after that, nothing happens yeah. or, or you guys move forward. Slowly, she's going to get interest in the guy that you're cool with. Maybe yeah. not your boy. That Like that happened in baseball, that happened in college, that, and it happens all the time in the industry. You, we all live in this bubble, and we, all, we only want to hook up with who we're comfortable with and who yeah. we know. Unfortunately, it's someone that the homie hooked up with or, you know, some guys that we know hooked up with. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, like a bottle girl's probably not going to hook up with anybody outside the industry. Yeah. You know? Like just a regular uh, dude on no, I mean, I mean, I mean, it it depends. But I'm saying just your average Joe who paid forty dollars yeah. GA to get into the club. Yeah, but that's she not. probably won't because because she doesn't know him. But if she's if she's hosting a client who's popping bottles, she and she can get to know him because they're at a table together. Then yeah. or or a DJ or a, I mean, a, it's a little unfair to speak on on their situation. But I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But I wouldn't consider. I think the the I think a client or whoever is quote-unquote popping the bottles is more of a regular Joe than he is industry. But he's but he knows industry people. He's kind of like out... He's like like an honorable mention industry guy. I think only 20%... It, this is obviously shot in the dark. 20% of the people that, that pop bottles are regulars. I think it's 80% okay. or more. Okay, and I'm, and I'm thinking about the regulars. Yeah. Not, not the regulars. And that's fair. Yeah. I think... And I, I, I agree with you that you're more than likely because with exception to the DJ for the most part people that are working at nightclubs are pretty good looking people right sure. they kind of have in to Vegas is pretty open that they're hiring the best looking people yeah. that combine actual looks and personality and whatever else right and you could actually get fired if you don't look the part anymore really, and really can. because of whatever bylaws or laws I've seen are girls get turned down to get in clubs cuz they don't look good yeah i mean and that's that's unfortunately the the dark part of the the industry yeah. side mm-hmm. and so i get it there's more you're more than likely you are to end up with someone in the industry and so you if you are not an asshole like i think most of us are you're going to get to know a lot of people and be friends with them and yeah you're going to run into situations i for sure have talked to somebody who I felt like I was like, oh, yeah, like, this is a dope girl, whatever, whatever. Mm. And you get to know them, and you're like, oh, there might be something there. And then you discover, uh, I've discovered that, that some crazy. of the homies have, like, oh. you know, a, maybe not plural, but, like, a homie has been with her or something like that. And that's something that I would take up with my homie first to see what the seriousness of it, of that was. And then from there, I would respect whatever is really honestly, like, kind of, like, where where they're at. Because I'm not gonna about to lose a friendship or yeah. you know jeopardize a friendship over hooking yeah. up. It's not worth it. No, I agree. I agree. Like you said, if you're aware, if you're aware of the situation prior to you hooking up, and you know you just had that conversation with the homie. Look, what was the situation like with you and old girl? Yeah, and then you now the ball is in your court, and you can make your choice, your decision. You want to hook up with and continue with the chick, but if you're not aware about it before. You smash and then you find out you're like, oh, I didn't know. Hey, you gotta I, and, and you gotta be to careful these days. Yeah, you got that city girl mentality running around. <laughs> man, man, it's I'm a so tough glad I, time. So glad I don't have a daughter in 2019. Man. <laughs> oh, oh my God. 
Luckily, luckily for us, sir, you know, we're we're in relationships, so we ain't got nothing to worry about, man. I'm good. I'm off the market. I'm not doing that. That yeah, shit is tiring, is. bro. Yeah, I don't know how you yeah, do it, man. Congratulations again. Oh man, you're engaged. It. That's yeah. right. That's right. Shout appreciate out to it. DJ Rel. Yes, sir. Yes, Shout sir. Out to Jen Rose. Yep. yes, of course. Yep. If you guys uh want, is it on your IG? What? Uh, your engagement? It is. It is. Yeah. I, you I, was, pay I did the I did the cliche. I did the cliche thing. You did. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't yeah, get the, the J's crease. That's what I was trying to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was trying to point know. out. The man had a form. I think he practiced it. Dipped the toe. I in did the sand. though. You know what I mean? I winged it, but <laughs> just, I already knew. I'm like, went with the stiff foot. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm like, I'm not your toes probably curled up. You know what I'm saying? She had J's on too, so we just then we we were able to finesse it and still get the shot in. There you go. It was it was Gucci, so she was happy. We happy. How do you how do you live in that moment, that engagement moment, and be concerned about your shoes? I really wasn't, you know, right? To be honest with you, I, like it was. That's gotta be like, oh my god, we're about to get. Wait, wait, watch the shoes, watch the shoes. Like we're about to get married. It wasn't really that much of a thought in my head at that moment, because I even think I remember, like after it all happened, I looked down at my shoe and go, "Ah, right, we good." We like, good. You know what yeah. I mean? Like so, I mean, in that exact moment, I wasn't really concerned. I think I just remembered to. When, to just tip, you know, put the toe in there, in there, and it's opposed to just creasing my my foot back right. or whatever. But I think I just do that naturally whenever, right. you know, if I was to take a knee. Um, <laughs> Call uh, captor. You know what I'm saying? Uh, to just to do, you know, that's just my form. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't a thought process in my head to be like, all right, let me watch, let me make sure I don't scuff the uh, crease the J's while I get down on my knee. I was just like, oh, let's just get this over with. Yeah. I'm hungry. Right. It's supernatural. Yeah, it worked out. Exactly. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. it. We're, we're waiting for the wedding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good one. We got to travel a little bit. I heard. Yeah, that's right. Hopefully, we're... Joe shows up. <laughs> I might be booked that day. I'll let you know. Uh, Nick, I'm going to let you know early. You ain't got no excuse. I give a fuck. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. If you, if you don't book it on the day I'm working, we got no problem. I'm <laughs> telling you right now, you ain't booked right now. I'm going to tell you the date this week, and I'm guaranteeing you ain't booked man, that I'm day. I'm penciled in, actually, in Boston yeah, on yeah. that day. Wow. So, yeah, all right. <laughs> Nigga, we'll show up yeah. at your gig in Boston and burn that bitch down. And I'm like, who let all these and drag, and drag me to the wedding? Yup. Let's go. You're making it work. Mm-hmm. You got to book him at the wedding. Yeah, you might have I know, right? I got to put you in the wedding for you to show up? Yeah. That's, that's what's happening? That's yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. You How much you going to charge to spend a wedding? All right. All right. Well, <laughs> moving forward, congratulations again. Thank you, sir. Um, I think we should uh, get into kind of a hot topic aside from the whole... We had a nice... Very healthy conversation with agency talk, and and before that, you mean you had a healthy conversation? I with had yourself a healthy about- event <laughs> about agency yeah. talk. My man went and, off, and and yeah. and uh, you know, very informative for our listeners. And um, and prior to that was the do's and don'ts of networking. I think another hot topic is um, gig swapping. Uh, I want to get your guys' thoughts on that. You know, if DJs reach out to you to spin in LA, do you reach out to other DJs to spin where they are? Um, Mickey, what are your thoughts? You have a residency in LA. You do, you do Playhouse once a month on Saturdays, and you're well connected in the nightlife industry. So you got, you know, people might see you as someone that you can plug them in. You know, you can help a brother out, get them into these spots. So, what's your take on it? Uh, I think I'm fortunate enough to like where I'm not gigging so much that people don't look at me mm-hmm. to for that opportunity. Um, I've been in that seat though before. So I can speak on on those experiences. I think presently, though, I've been fortunate enough uh, with my residencies where I don't think anybody, you know, hits me to to do something now, um, specifically with Playhouse, right? Like, Playhouse is probably one of the toughest rooms in the city, honestly, when it comes to... 
It's all new shit. It, is it like tough as in they're stubborn? Do they only want to yes. hear specific songs or what? I what think way? it's a little bit of that. I think it also, there's the elements that you can't control, right? Like consistency or like openers and things like that can also sure. play a factor, right? Because sometimes a lot of new openers, like they like to play new music and they only you know, know well, how to well, play. Well, not... Not to cut you off, but I I really want to make that another topic for yeah, a different podcast. No, yeah. We can really you, 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 got, you guys forever. had a really good story about that situation, oh, which yeah, would be great yeah. for another yeah. So uh, let's pod. Oh, so we'll we'll save that conversation yeah. for later with the opener. But um, as far as gig swapping goes, um, 2012, uh, I was actually the uh, entertainment director at Infusion Lounge in Hollywood mm-hmm. that is no longer around, but um, we we had a nice run. Yeah. yeah, as a crew, uh, where we could honestly, we just showed up, had a great time. Um, we had a, a pretty decent budget, I would say, for LA at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I got there, we were phasing out of a contract with an agency and moving more towards uh, booking independently and just trying to get really good music, like DJ talent in there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, of course, like I controlled, um, the gigs literally Thursday through Saturday every week um, for the most part, Fridays and Saturdays. And, um, you know, there's be, there'd be a ton of DJs that would reach out and be like, Hey, like um, I'll book you at my spot in whatever city. Um, can you get me booked at yours? And, you know, there's a lot of like unspoken, you know, rules or unspoken things that you're in agreement of. And I think the only time it would get difficult would be, if the qu- caliber or quality of DJ yeah. that you are swapping with, because I'll say confidently, like I understand different rooms. I understand different cities, especially at that time when it was like my full-time situation. Uh-huh. Like I'd be on top of things and make sure I I do a good job of it. And sometimes the guys in control d- aren't really gigging that much, or that's their only spot that they gig at. And they only understand that room and yeah. they don't travel a lot more. Versus L.A., we get guys all the time that we were fortunate enough to get exposed to, right? All the different DJs that travel in, and you can hear how they play, and it was more of a universal sound. And so I think it, it's gig swapping is unspoken but beneficial sure. to the resume. Sure. And I think as long as the quality and caliber of the DJ that you're, quote-unquote, trading um, locations with, um, then I think it's a safe relationship development yeah but also um the money has to make sense for both parties you know what i mean if a dj was trying to get into la today and you told them how much we get paid or different people get paid in different scenarios especially somebody that's not coming in with some sort of a following or clientele or whatever bro like you're you're gonna be paying more for your travel exactly and accommodation because nobody nobody putting you up yeah. yeah, sorry. Like, it don't work like that. You got to work out a multiple gig situation. <laughs> exactly. And even then, like, depending on where you stay, unless you're staying with the homie, like, you know, it's yeah. like, it's tricky now. And so I think it still exists. I, I would think so. But well, I think it's at a bigger level. Well, I think in regards to L.A., it's like, fuck, man, you, you got to know your hip hop so well that like, because I had a friend reach out and say, y'all don't be around L.A. Can you you have anything? Like, well, if I did have anything, can you play this kind of hip-hop? And I threw some names at him. 
He's like, no, nah, I'm good. I can't. <laughs> because, you know, because well, in LA, you, you have to play a specific type of hip hop set. Yeah. If you don't, like, you will you will get cursed out and you will get pulled off. And is it is it is it worth it? You know, for you to go through that. And who who even knows if you're gonna get the money at the end of the day. Yeah. And in the, the day, they don't give a shit. I I, I helped out a friend. The stars aligned, and I magically somehow some way got him a booking with the homie Dirty Draws. Shout out to him. He didn't have to do this, but he created the opportunity to pay this guy to spin, and he wasn't even the headliner. Someone else, another L.A. headliner, went on after him. So his slot was like 11.30, 12.30. And this guy did a great job. He did a phenomenal job, knew how to read the room, knew what to play. And and in the day, nobody cared. Right. The Nobody, the the VIP host, the bookers, you know, because there's like four um, um, promoters or four, yeah, four promoters that put their two cents in on who the next DJ is. Like, and not to say that that guy didn't do a good job. I thought he did a great job. But just in L.A., nobody cares unless you're like DJ Drama coming in with someone or or Mr. Mauricio coming out from Miami to do a Supreme Team situation. Like, because he probably has his connects out there. He's probably yeah. got rappers in L.A. and the rappers going to come out and fuck with him. I haven't even seen the, that name or Drama in a minute now. Yeah. Because I think what's really amazing to see specifically in L.A., is like you have this homegrown like, I wouldn't even call it a click, but you have the guys that have just been the standard and are, are honestly they're great DJs in yeah. the rooms, uh, the visions, the bads, the Dre Sinatra, the Mike Dangers, Dirty Draws, Orator, Orator, like guys have just done, um, you know they've been in the scene before it was like highlighted the way it is today, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think. I don't know, man. It's just it's a it's a time where I think it makes more sense outside of LA sure. because LA is very hip hop centric, um, and I think outside it outside of LA it probably does make a little more sense because you're a little more open format, you know. Yeah, but I think it makes sense in all major cities because you can say the same thing about New York, you say the same thing about Miami. They're they're booking mostly local cats than they are bringing cats from. Because like you said, I'm like, why would I want to fly you out, put you up? I could book a local cat who could probably read the crowd a little bit better than what you can sure. because you haven't been in the Most city. Most openers on what you call DJ, it exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's just in that scenario is in in any major city, they're probably like, ah, we're good on you know getting guys out. Like you said, yeah. it's probably outside of these major cities, those small cities. I'm sure you you've done. Have you done Reno yet? You haven't been in Reno. Oh, uh, it's been a while. Yeah, like, but I'm saying, but Reno, they roll out the red carpet for DJs outside that are coming in, right? Yeah. Like, right. They do the whole thing. You know, the page there, they take care of you, cats. You know, it's a smaller yeah. city, but Atlantic City. Yeah, even Vegas. Yeah, you know Vegas. what I'm saying? Like they'll they'll bring these cats out, but it's just like you know, it's it, it like you say, it only makes sense if you're gonna do it outside of these major cities, right? You know what I mean? If you're trying to be like, yo, I want to go there because I know that they roll the, the red carpet out for the DJs and. And um, the the setup that they the setup that the overall setup that they uh, give out to these DJs is dope, and you know I just wanted to be able to experience that, even though you're a light year ahead of that city yeah. music wise. Yeah. Right? But you know it's kind of disadvantage what you're working. Well, at. I, I love the idea of DJs getting together, saying, you know what, this is our city. This is like, like through these agencies who are who are shoving their guys from other cities into our clubs. We have the relationship with the owners of the clubs and the promoters. Why don't we get together and create this this thing where we handle the bookings, we handle uh, who gets booked, and we say, okay, you want to bring your guys to our city or you want to come spend our city? 
What do you have in your city? Because we're trying to get out of our city. We're trying to do more. Yeah. It's not just about you. And I think because the way the agencies have put a stronghold on on the game and what they've been doing, you know, the, 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 a lot of the local guys in these smaller cities or even bigger cities are like, ah, oh, man, oh, this, this, we got this. We're going to take it from here. Yeah. And I think it's, it's a wonderful thing. The only thing is you're basically doing it for the gram because chances are if you're, if you're doing a gig swap, unless you have the booker saying, I want that guy here every, every few months or every month or quarterly or whatever it is, no one's really going to care. You know what I mean? Unless, you know, in regards to how talented you are, I mean, you know, you can always show up and show out and then, yeah. you know, but, but chances are you're just doing it just to say, I'm in LA, I'm in this city, I'm in that city. Um, and, and people, you know, it looks great. It looks incredible. Yeah. It looks incredible for Instagram. So I, 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 again, I love the idea of all these guys getting together, doing their thing. Um, I just think when you go about it, try and make it more than just a swap. Exactly. Make it more beneficial for everybody. Yeah. You got, you got to, it's got to be an overall experience. You know what I mean? I mean, it also comes down to like position, right? Like if let's say 2012, um, Danger had somebody that he was looking to swap with, right? And um, I had the power at the time to be able to put somebody in that position, right? And it, it's not necessarily Danger making the call, but, like, collaboratively, yeah, I'm going to look out for my boy, whatever, like, we can set that up, right? Um, I think it's, it's touchy, right? Like, because you don't want to, like, take advantage because you're putting your name out there, too. You ain't trying to burn that bridge. You ain't trying to burn no bridges, right? I think if it's the right scenario, it's it's definitely there and worth it. It's a concept that works. But I think, and this could be a completely different podcast episode when I say this, but I think this derives from DJing being an individual sport versus a team sport, mm-hmm. right? More DJs have the mentality and I say this off of observation and experience over the years that even when you're a part of an agency or you're part of this quote unquote bigger picture, like it's still ultimately about your individual brand right. yeah. that lives under this tree. Right. Yeah. And you want, but you want your branch to go further. And that's because of your livelihood. That's because of your goals, whatever it may be. Right. Not everybody sees your same ambition and goals. And I think, if DJs are able to to put themselves in sort of like a unified way, right? In uh, beyond the music retreat, we, there was tons of people yeah. who talked about yeah. um, just being able to generate uh, a benefits program or a health care program. Mm. And if you just put together a hundred guys that gave X amount of money a month, you could probably go and do the legwork for something like that. Yeah, yeah. but. You can't like you know it's it's all good to say it, but who's actually doing doing it, it exactly? Who's and so it's all good for us to be like, yo, like I want to put some DJs on, right? Or, yo, can you get me on the Mickey D show? I'll go book you at my my spot. <laughs> like, hey, bro, uh, well, like yeah. chill. Like, do you have that? Yeah. Is that in your bag? Yeah, because even I wouldn't show. perform a Mickey D show right, right anymore, either. right? <laughs> I wouldn't put that because it's not genuine to what I feel is it's the standard. Yeah. And so are you willing to risk that? Like I would never like recommend a DJ to a nightclub that I wasn't sure of. Absolutely. Because you know I mean? then you, you know, then you're put you're jeopardizing your relationship with whoever you know you booked in there. Facts. So you don't want to do that. And I've seen it go in that way. You know, I've seen guys 
like you were saying earlier, because they've never been in that city and they only know wherever they're from, that small, whether it's the nightclub or that city, they only know that. So yeah. when they travel to another city to do some shit, then they're like, oh man, they can't, they can't execute properly. So right. now the person that booked them is like, oh fuck. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like I'm, yeah. I've got to put my name on the line to get you out here. Yeah. Cause I wanted to go to that city, but now I fucked myself up in my own hometown. <laughs> While even going out there, right. so like you guys, overall, like you said, it's, it's just got it's got to make sense for both parts, right? And there's hella politics that oh my god might be unspoken of, right? Yeah. Oh my like god. somebody might have a problem with somebody, and then if you um, if I have a contact in a city, but you have a relationship with somebody else in that city, yeah, it, more than likely they don't want you to play at both venues. Yeah, yeah, they don't want you to hit the lick with the Friday, Saturday, Sunday gig. Yeah. They want you to be loyal to bring people to one gig. Because mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, right, like, what's the point of a venue dishing out headliner money if you're not going to push it like a headliner might or be an exclusive right. or bring the clientele? Like, again, this is a business. You're yeah. saying, like, There's if you have sides. multiple gigs throughout that week and you got to spread it out? Yeah. yeah. Like, well, well, typically, if you get, let's say, if I were to go to Chicago... And let's say I would do Fremont, and I did it for fifteen hundred. There's no way I can spend anywhere else in Chicago. But if I were to do three gigs in Chicago, I'm probably getting anywhere from let's say three to five hundred. That's fine. That's not headliner money, and and that works out as opposed to one gig for fifteen hundred. Right? Do you get? Do they put that in your like in, in a contract for you guys? Like you saying yeah. like if well, I book this, you can't. Which oh, okay, it's just okay, an okay. agreement. You just know you can't spend anywhere Where else unless it's unless it's one of their properties and they're cool with it. Yeah. Like I might do that and then the next morning do the brunch. Got you. You know. But I see that that also goes back to that that the conversation we had very shortly in the last episode where you know work less make more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's better for your brand or what yeah. is it that you want for your brand? Right. Yeah. So. There's, I know there's a lot of guys who will take the lower money because they'll get X amount of gigs out of yeah. it on yeah. a trip versus, Doing nah, one gig. let's just do one. Let's blow it out the water. Yeah. Invite the city, right? And, like, really push it. Yeah. yeah. Versus... I feel like if you're doing three gigs in one city, you're not going to really push it as hard as you would. No, you're right. But I well, think it... it but, did, well, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was, I was just going to say, I think it, it depends on if... Those three gigs are three different types of gigs. That's you get you what I'm saying? Like a Latin party you could have whatever. something like that. Right. So then, then in that case, it's it's more about like the overall experience being like, yo, I'll take the lower money, I'll take the lower pay, and do these three different gigs and be like, yo, I'll put myself in this lane, I'll put myself in a position to continue to book in this lane as well as this lane. As opposed to if it's if it's three if it's three gigs and they all the same, pretty much all the same shit, then that don't even make fucking sense. Just well, do one and make, and get and get your money on it. Well, here's the thing. Some um, some cities, some clubs don't have the luxury, the money to give you that $1,500 check or whatever or whatever big amount it is. So you got you know, so you say, all right, I like going to this city. I want to grow in the city. You know, whatever I want to, I want to, end of the day, if, you know, end of the day, if you want to make it look like you had a busy weekend yeah. and you want to create that appearance that you had a busy that weekend, illusion. you were booked. You know, illusion in in a, in a in a positive way, not like in a deceptive way. Right. But, you know, you're gonna do those three gigs, and and people will see whether they're bookers or DJs or whoever, they will see that you're busy and it's good for your Instagram engagement, which could be your goal. But 
if you if it's not within the club's budget to give you that fifteen hundred dollar check, then you're gonna you know you're gonna spread it out and say, all right, well, let's make a weekend of this, yeah, and let's you know then maybe I'll take a day off to network or something, yeah, you know because there might be that one club or two clubs in that city that pays that much, but you just have to you're kind of figuring out a way to get to that club, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, does that make sense? No, it does. I think I would just turn the gig down. Yeah, you yeah. saying all three and just do one? Yeah, or just wait, or, or just, or just wait. wait. Time is right. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, I mean? It, like you said, it all depends on if, if the but situation it, is. It also, obviously, like fitting. It for always you. comes down yeah. with all three what? different yeah. DJs. Yeah, like, three different goals. I mean, just do. I just say do research, man, because you know, I, I personally, I've been on both ends of the scenario where people have asked me, and I've been able to put them in a situation to spin, and then I personally won't ask someone unless I've already been in that city. Right. So, like you know, when we go back to the conversation when we were talking about networking and doing all that stuff, like you're saying, like, all right, I'm going to spend some money investing in myself and go to the city, check out these spots. Yeah. Then if I know the DJ or if I have a relationship with the DJ or something like that, then we can swap gigs or, you know, ask about that as opposed to being like, yo, I know you spin at this spot in this city. Can we swap gigs? Even though I never even been in that spot or been in that city, like, right. I'm not about to set myself up for failure for that. You know what right. I mean? Like, I get, you can say, oh, yeah, it's it's top 40. Eh, your top 40 is different from this city's top 40. You know right. what I'm saying? So it's like, I think you just need to do your research. Even if you get in a day, day or two before your gig and just yeah. go out and peep the spot or whatever the scenario says. I think that's where the, the gig swapping thing fucks a lot of cats up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't... Not knowing the city? Or? They not, not knowing the city, not knowing, yeah, you know, the just, you know, all the, the overall industry in that specific city as far as music-wise, politics go, all that stuff. So it kind of backfires on them because they think that, oh, I'm the man in my city. I right. can go to that city and do the same thing. Do the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, I got two more things to say, and, and I, I have nothing else to say about this topic, but Thank you. A, a, good, a good example, <laughs> I think a good example is, uh, like, I'll talk to DJ Los out here, and yep. I'll mm-hmm. talk to Orator. And when I say what what they do today, or or we'll just talk about hip-hop in L.A., both of them telling me the same thing on two different occasions Every day, I just search up and down the blogs looking for new hip-hop shit to break. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that's, to me, that's what you have to do to get through a DJ set in L.A. You have to be ahead of the curve. Yeah, I know absolutely. when James Harden comes into L.A., he's, he goes wherever Orator is. Mm-hmm. Or they book Orator wherever they think James Harden's going. I don't know exactly how it works, but I know that's Orator's. I mean, that's James Harden's guy. It's Orator. Yeah. And Orator told, tells me, He's on. He's always on James Harden's snap and and stories, checking to see what he's playing, you know what he's dancing to, yeah. and then he researches it. He probably doesn't know the name of it, mm-hmm. but he's gonna figure out what that song is, or he'll ask him. Just so when James Harden comes in, you know they'll he he um he's he'll he'll, pre- he'll be prepared. And and a lot of a lot of hip hop, you know, when when you're bringing a hip hop artist into town. You're not just gonna book a regular DJ. Yeah. You're like, you know, like clubs will book Ace from New York or from the East Coast. Mm. They'll book him because they know Drake's gonna be in town. Like they they know like what how to set how to set it up if Drake is in the city or if Travis Scott's in the city. Yeah. If I book this guy, you know, he you know, he'll do his thing, but uh, I might, I just might get a Travis Scott to show up. Yeah. And I just might get a Travis Scott to get on the mic. Yeah. So but but to to end it. Um, my advice to DJs is, is become, become, uh, kind of become the dude in your city, become that guy that were to where you have control 
of the bookings. You you have a great relationship with the owners and the promoters, and you say, "Look, you're busy doing this. Let me handle the DJs." And then you 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 know you you take care of the homies around town, and then everyone eventually moves up in the system. Confidence is growing within each other, and then you say, "All right, now it's time. Now I got the guys out of town. I think that can kill this. This is what they do at um in their respective locations. Let me bring them in, and if it's cool with you." I'm going to go, I'm swapping with them. I'm going to go do my thing out there. Yeah. And I'm sure there's no problem. Like, shout out to all the homies in Chicago. Yeah. Like, they got it locked up out there. Navik, Gordo, a um, few other guys. I can't think of off the top. But That's how you secure future gigs, by the way. <laughs> I know, I know. They're, they're just... <laughs> shout, they're, 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 shout out to y'all. That's, that's funny <laughs> for, for sure. But no, they're they're good dudes, but they they figured it out. Yeah. And And now they get out and they go to different cities because they figured out the game probably before anyone else that, that, I, that I've seen. Let me ask so. you this, uh, piggyback off of what you said. Uh, if you're saying your, your advice is for DJs to be the man in their city, do you think that it's possible to be the quote-unquote man in the city, in these major cities, like a L.A., like a New York, like a Miami? Because the, the, the market is so open and there's so many DJs. You guys just named off six DJs that are probably considered some of the top DJs in LA, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's and just that's like, just like in 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 kind of a, I wouldn't say a bubble, right? But like it's in the major spots that we all look as iconic hip hop yeah. nights, right? We're not even touching the surface of a charisma, a amen, a just incredible, a sour milk, more of the radio right? side guys, guys who like yeah. really do break records on radio, and then there's the guys that break radios in the club. club. I mean, records in the club. There's all these different elements, and there's mm-hmm. the guys that have the like publicized uh the rap radars and the the rap caviar playlists yeah. and things like that there's so many different ways to be right. influential you know yeah. and i think uh sorry to cut you off no 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 i think at the end of the day you just have to create a platform and i i don't think you, you could get caught up especially in a major city like if you had the goal to be the guy in la like good luck, fucking, good luck. Yeah. you know there's a <laughs> lot, lot of motherfuckers to go through yeah and and i think too many people have the mentality of trying to be the man versus like just becoming the man in their world and allowing people into the world yeah right creating a platform it's so funny I, and not to sidetrack too much but i was um thinking about putting out mixes for the mag park mm-hmm. right and inviting friends to do mixes and I do a mix here and there, and um, I just popped my name in into the podcast and forgot that I used to have a Podomatic or, like, a podcast oh, yeah. thing. And I'm, like, listening to my mixes from, like, 2012, 2013, and I'm shouting out my gigs, and I'm shouting out, you know, people that, that I've been involved with at gigs or mm-hmm. friends or friends that do remixes, and all those things go a long way. It's yeah. even easier now yeah. where, like, legit, if we talked about somebody um on the podcast and we had that clip and you know shout out to abner who gets all of our clips done on on time spiffy films spiffy films at spiffy films see now he could chop that up tag tag me (laughs) and i'm gonna repost that Uh because it's easy like that 10 percent. if we drop that name if we shout out whoever and it's on our podcast our platform yeah right whether five people listen to it or a million people listen to it at the end of the day we could tag the homies we talk about and it's easy, boom, add to story. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So create a platform yeah. and utilize it, make make the most of it, and, you know, flourish. Episode three, 
Thrice, I think, is a wrap. We, we should tell our listeners to, uh, you know, please repost, share with your friends. Yeah. You use that share option on Spotify. Um, I don't know if iTunes has that option. Screenshot it. They should. It's on a podcast app, actually. The, yeah, I, yeah. There's the no pod. iTunes. iTunes is dead. R.I.P. Right, right. Uh, that's right. Okay, so, yeah, so <laughs> whatever you got to do, you know, please uh, share. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah, man, um, screenshot you listening to it. Yeah. Um, and let us hear the feedback, man. Let us know yeah. what y'all yeah, thinking. Yeah, that's another. You know I mean? I'm, I'm glad you brought yeah, that yeah, up, yeah, too, yeah. because we, we want to hear your feedback. We want to hear two cents, whether you fully disagree or, <laughs> or agree, especially the fully disagree, because we want to, at some point, come back to some of these topics and bring bring light to them again, because you have something completely different to say about it that yeah, we, we feel want your perspective could, on it. could, you know, add to helping DJs grow and being informative. So we're just here to have a conversation. Absolutely. No, and no, no one's right or wrong. You know, we all have our opinions. Right. We just know each other really well so we can control any sort of arguments. Yeah. <laughs> so for y'all, uh, you know, uh, internet thugs, we, uh-huh. we, we, we accept you. Yeah. We, yeah. we welcome all, we the want smoke. all the smoke. Yeah. Uh, but we just want to have a conversation with with fellow DJs, yeah, and um, cover all the different topics. If you guys have a topic, you know, bring it up. I, I think in the future we discussed it. I think it'd be dope to have like a Q and A episode, yeah. And we yeah. just address a bunch of different questions uh, that you may be wondering about DJ City, DJing in general, or LA. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, it's a different beast, and uh, we appreciate y'all listening. So please yep, share. Yep. Lily, thanks for tuning in. Yes, sir. Mickey D Show. Podcast. Podcast, my bad. (laughs) Mickey D Podcast. In closing.